This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. It is Friday afternoon on a beautiful day here in Johannesburg, slightly warm. And a welcome to the new year to Tafshin Ayin Test 5779. We hope that uh, your Rosh Hashanah was an immensely satisfying and uh, successful one and that you managed to do what you needed to do and get into the davening and, and hear the shofar and do the mitzvahs and, and, and be suitably inspired as, as one should be by the right shashana, by the beginning, by the head of the year where one just gets, you know, the kind of uh, downloaded with, with just uh, amazing inspiration, amazing desire to to grow and, and become more part of things than one was even in the in the previous years. It's wonderful again to be with you, to be back on your radio as we start another new year of of uh, of broadcasting. Baruch Hashem, we have the schus to to be together, and it really uh, I thank the Rebbeinu Shalom for giving me this schus of being in. That uh, all of you are are tuning in and and listening. Baruch Baruch Hashem. So we find ourselves in the first Shabbos of, of, of the year, which of course is the special Shabbos of Shabbos Shuva. It's the Shabbos where we are really directing ourselves and preparing ourselves for Yom Kippurim, which is coming up this week. In case you're not aware, it's Betzshem Tuesday night and Wednesday will be the, the, the great day, the great, perhaps the greatest day of the Jewish year, Yom Kippur, the day where we where we sit in shul for a large part of the day and, and we, we act in a way that is completely, completely beyond our, our norm. We act as angels. We don't eat or drink or do any of the kind of imbibe in any of the uh, 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 this worldly kind of things. We really transcend beyond. And it's also this week is Pasha's Bayelach, which is a Pasha that is perhaps uh, uh, short in quantity it's only i think it's the third it's the uh shortest pasha in the entire in the entire Torah. just uh just 30 30 pesukim, but uh still packs a very very strong strong punch and perhaps we can uh connect maybe a little bit the the pasha to to the uh the time of year that uh that we're in so Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a a a pep talk to to his successor who is going to be Yeshua, who is going to become the next leader of uh, of the Jewish nation after Moshe Rabbeinu uh, passes away. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells Yeshua, Chazak ve'ematz, that you have, to be, you have to be strong because you are going to bring uh, the Jewish nation into Eretz Israel and you're going to conquer the 31 different uh, kings that are, that, are, that are living there. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu only uses the term chazak ve'ematz once. But, but nevertheless, in, in Sefer Yeshua, which is the after that, please God, will read in, on, uh, on, on Simchas Torah, we find that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Yeshua not just once, not twice, three times. Hashem uses the expression of chazak ve'ematz, one after one after the other, in in the space of about uh, four psukim, it's mentioned it's mentioned uh, three three times, and the the uh, the Mepharshim say the Abi Yaakov says that the reason why Hakadosh Baruch Hu mentions the word chizuk uh, 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 
is three times, says that the word chazak, if you uh, take up the, 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 the numerical value of the word chazak, it's uh, kuf 100 and zayin ches is 115, 115. Three times 115 is 345, which is the numerical value of the name of the name Moshe. So the Rabbi I think the message is that Rabbi Nishloim wanted to, to bestow upon Yeshua, who was going to be the future leader of Klai Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu's personal kind of three special koichas, three special personality traits that he had in, in, in his neshama in order to help Yeshua to rise to the amazing and challenging task of, of, of his new of his new uh, uh, leadership. And only after HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of uh, shined upon Yeshua these three times the word Chazak uh, in, investing him with the with the Koychus, with the incredible uh, uh, power and potential of, of his uh, of his Rebbe. So then the Jewish nation, Klaisrael, respond and they say that just as we listen to Moshe Rabbeinu, so too, now that you are uh, up to the task, so we're going to listen to uh, to 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 you. So, in other words, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu only said the Chazak uh, 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 once, so Moshe Rabbeinu was actually also at the same time referring to all those three things that needed to be that needed to be transferred. And he was benching Yeshua, even with the one Chazak, with all of the uh, all of the necessary kaychas for. For, for for leadership. But uh, because for Moshe Rabbeinu, they, they weren't three things. They were all one. One kayak, they were all unified. They were all the, 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 the abilities that Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, had. And therefore, just mentioning once was uh, was uh, was enough. But when the Rabbeinu was infusing Yeshua with these three three powers, Sashem gave each one a separate bracha, a separate mention, in order that Yeshua should uh, realize the incredible magnitude, the incredible importance of the position and, and of the bracha that he was getting from from his uh, from his uh, from his Rebbe. But perhaps it goes even a little bit a little bit uh, further. We know that uh, quite interesting that uh, when Kaiser built the Mishkan. In the, in the desert, the, the traveling tabernacle. So, obviously, the Jews were not were not staying in one place. They were they were nomadic, and they were constantly moving. And they needed a means of of transporting all the parts of the uh, of the of the Mishkan during their journey in in the desert. So, for this for this uh, 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 purpose. So the Nesim, the leaders of all the twelve Shvatim, they they donated six uh, wagons, and that came together with twelve oxen, and those were divided up amongst the family of Gershon and the family of uh, of Merori, as is described in in Pashas Nasai, where they gave the Sheish Eglois Tzav, these three, these uh, these six these six uh, wagons. The Balatunim writes that there was a reason for specifically the number of six wagons because the reality was that that number was actually too little. 
it was it was uh, less than what was needed to actually complete the 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 whole job of of transporting uh because some of these things were some of the things were huge some of the boards that were that were uh that were used for the mishkan were 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 used because uh, and, and therefore they actually needed more to transport and uh, what happened was that uh, Baruch Hu did a a nace in order to facilitate the carrying of the entire load of of the uh, of the uh, of the mishkan and he says the number 6 that the number of six wagons was, in fact, to it's it, it connected to the six seasons of the year, where where Hakadosh Baruch Hu told Nayach after the after the Mabel, he says that it says Zera the Kotzir planting harvesting Kor v'Chaim cold and hot Kaitz v'Chayif summer and winter. So will never, will never, will never cease to uh, to uh, to exist. They're they're going to carry on. So he says by by connecting, so to speak, the six seasons of the year with the wagons. So the Balatum is actually saying that in order for one to build a a mishkan for for the Rebbeinish land, for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, if you want Hakadosh Baruch Hu to dwell inside each one of us. So one needs to excel in this midah of just as the seasons, lo yishpaisu, will never change, will always consistently throughout all of the uh, seasons, everything remains constant. In the winter you get this, in the summer you get that. So even though each one brings kind of various conditions, it's hot, it's cold, it's, it's snowy, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, rainy, and those things obviously affect people in many ways. Nevertheless, even though the circumstances are different, one's Avodah Hashem has to remain as consistent as possible throughout all those different situations in order for the Rabbani Shalom to dwell within, within a person. So, so in other words, you're saying there's, there's, the, there's a connection here and, 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 the, and the kind of the allusions to this uh, interpretation says can be drawn from the word egla. There were six wagons that were called sheish eglois tzav. The word agala, egla, is rooted in the words magal. Magal ashana sort of is, is, the, is the, yearly, the yearly cycle. The yearly cycle is, is, needs that, that consistency to, to, carry, to carry on. And, and it says tzav. The word tzav is related to the word tzava. The, the army, in order to, for a person, you know, in, in the army, you, you, it doesn't make difference. If a, a campaign is planned, if there's a, 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 a certain uh, mission that you have to undertake, so it doesn't make a difference what the weather is, what the, what the conditions on the, on the ground are, what, uh, what, uh, what else is happening around, that's all irrelevant. The battle has to go, has to go on when, when one is uh, 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 devoted and dedicated to fulfilling one's service of, let's say, his country and, and give his, his, best, his best performance. It doesn't make a difference what's going on. So therefore, so too. So, Klaiso, who we're all called the Tzva Hashem, we're called the, the army of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and our mission is always to 
to, as we spoke in Rosh Hashanah, is to bring about the awareness of the Rabbani Shalom's kingdom throughout the, throughout the world. So, so uh, therefore, that is the uh, that is the gematria that and then and the the civil uh, says has to do with the malchus that we are we are then we are then declaring hakadosh baruch but it has to be something that we don't just do on a once off. It's 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 a soldier. A soldier is always prepared, and always ready to do a to do a to do a battle. The 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 nesivas shalom brings a a a beautiful beautiful story about a a soldier who was standing at attention in his full army in his full uh, in his full uniform and uh, his mission was that he was waiting for the king to come and uh, and pass by and be part of the honor guard that would uh, that would greet the king as he as he uh, as he traveled the problem was it was a uh, it was a sweltering summer day on on the countryside and he stood there in his you know, at his at his post and his given uh, point waiting for the coach of the king to pass by and he was mamish he was schwitzing he was he was sweating profusely and mamish almost almost fainting and suddenly he perks up his ears and he hears running water from a nearby brook so he says to himself, "This, you know, it can't be a mirage. This must be. This must be real." So he turns around, and he can see through the forest, close to the roads. So he hears mamish flowing water, and he hears it even clearer. So he looks as far as he can down down the roads, and yes, he sees a a hint of some approaching entourage, but. He thinks to himself, can I make a dash? Can I go and have a quick dip and, uh, and get back before, before the king, the king uh, gets here? And he decides to do it, so he kind of you know, acts courageously and decides to quickly to run down to the creek, take a quick swim, and get back before the coach of the king comes to his post. However, as soon as he jumps into the water, he suddenly like enters another world and he completely forgot the world that he was supposed to be in. All of a sudden, he hears the trumpets blow it, blowing very, very distinctly as if there were mamish only a couple of hundred feet away. In shock, he finds himself now in a very, very great dilemma. He certainly did not have time to go get dressed in his uniform and and boots to greet the king at the at his post. So what were his choices? On the one hand, he could run back to his post and stand there in his birthday suit, but to stand there by the king would be a would be a disgrace. But yet, to fail in his duty as a royal guard would also be a terrible thing. And he decided he ran to his post just in time for the king to pass by him. As expected, the king asked the driver to stop in front of the uh, spectacle, you know, uh, this guard standing to attention in, uh, in his birthday suit. And, and, and the driver thought, what kind of a mockery is this, says the driver. Surely 
this 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 uh, this soldier should be shot on sight. The king just looked at the soldier very carefully, looked at him from head to toe, and he noticed that the water dripping from his body was not was not sweat. He then picked up his ears and heard the rustling brook. And in his second, he figured out the entire scenario of what had just happened. He ordered the soldier to come into the royal coach and sit next to him. He addressed him with the following words. He says, I see how loyal you are to your king. You knew very well that you were unfit to stand at your post without any clothes on. You also realized that for this conduct, you would pay dearly. Nevertheless, you chose to be punished rather than trying to run away and escape on account of your, of your negligence. For this act of courage and self-sacrifice, you will be rewarded with a promotion with a higher rank in the army. Says the Nesiva Shalom, so too, many of us are completely unprepared for the Yom Naram, for the High Holy Days. You know, we were kind of out to lunch, doing our own thing, instead of focusing on the Yom Adin. Suddenly, we hear the shofar blowing, which announces that the time for each individual to stand at his post in honor of the king of the of the you know, Melech Ha'ilam, the king of the universe, has uh, has arrived. We find ourselves naked from mitzvahs and yirushamayim because of our lack of preparation. Nevertheless, our resolve is that we don't run away and say, ah, "Let's forget about this Rosh Hashanah." I already. I already blew it. Contrary to the natural reaction, we stand there to receive upon ourselves the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our naked attire, and we don't leave our post even though we might face severe consequences for our, our chutzpah and our lack, and our lack of, of, of preparation. We'll come back and wrap it up and carry on with the Shabbos in a moment. This is 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 High FM, we're back on your radio here on a Friday afternoon. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayela, Shabbos Shuva, the important times for this Shabbos. Candle lighting today is no later than 5.42, 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at uh, 6.32, 28 minutes before, before uh, uh, 7. And uh, as I say, it is Shabbos Shuvah. We have a special Haftarah that, uh, that we read that uh, reminds us of what our mission, of what our mission is. So the Nesiv Shalom ends off and says, when the Rabbi Shalom sees us, that in spite of the fact that we have nothing, that we have nothing to show, but we're so sincere in our, in our stance, and uh, we have true regret, regret for all of our shortcomings, right? especially this one in particular, we did nothing to prepare ourselves 
for this for this day. So one might just find favor in the eyes of, of the Rabbani Shalom and Hashem will might even give us that promotion as a reward for the allegiance and sacrifice of our of our personal uh, of our of our personal yeah, demeanor. Moshe Rabbeinu, if we have to summarize in one word, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, 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 characteristic as a leader of Klai Yisrael was complete and total consistency. Even after, as he was dying, the Torah says, He still remained. He had the same beaming light that he received at Sinai was still on his face, and, and his face still appeared even, even, even moist. He was never affected by the outside forces, by, by all the different seasons. He was the same no matter what time of year it was. You know, and as a leader, he never, he never took time off. He never took holidays. He never took advantage of people, but was constantly committed and concerned with both the physical and the ruchni and, and the spiritual uh, 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 development of the entire of the entire of every single of every single yit. So this was the one thing that Moshe, more than anything else, wanted to impart to to Yeshua by saying by saying chazak. Chazak means just. Carry on and be, and be, uh, and be uh, 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 the same, no matter what is going on. In fact, we could perhaps even say that the, if you take the word chazak, it actually alludes to all of these six seasons, because the ches would be choim and choref, hot and winter. The the uh, zayin would be zera. And uh, and uh, kotsir, and then the the kuf is the kar, and the uh, and the uh, and the kites. In other words, we have to be like the seasons, no matter what it is. Whether in the morning it's 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 icy and hard to get up or, or warm, we have an obligation to carry on. And this is where we start. This is our commitment of of these days. We're gonna start. We're gonna whatever it is that we take on. Whatever it is that we feel we want to improve on, we can improve on, we need to improve on. It has to be within kind of an ironclad commitment that I'm going to, that I'm going to do it. You know, it's interesting that the the very first Ramah, uh, the Ramah's very first comment in Shulchan Aruch is about, is Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should always be in front of my eyes all the time. And the very last comment of the Ramat, the very, very end of Hilchas Purim, is Toiv Lev Mishte Tamid. The Shulchan Aruch begins and ends with the word, with the word Tamid. And it's not, of course, a coincidence at, uh, at all. In other words, obviously, we always have moments of a kind of spontaneous uh, inspiration once in a while. And that's very good. That's very, very uh, important. But the reality is, it's the consistency of the day-to-day, day-in, day-out, that that really creates and transforms an individual into a real servant of HaKadosh Baruch into someone who's an Oyved Hashem. Because inspiration is great for the moment, but 
it fizzes out. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't carry us, you know. But with something that is consistent, something that's a, a tumid, something that carries on all the time, that just carries on no matter what is uh, 